This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. Well, let's talk some college football with Bruce Marshall uh, with VegasInsider.com, CBSSportsLot.com, and of course, BAMSports.net. Uh, Bruce uh, joins us via Switzerland uh, for his submission. Winning week last week, so let's keep it going. Bruce, let's start off in the Commonwealth State and uh, Louisville. Uh, will they be looking ahead to their uh, ACC championship game against undefeated Florida State? Louisville is uh, in the top 10 right now. Kentucky has kind of uh, hit the skids after that soft 5-0 and start. Kentucky catching seven at Louisville. Yeah, buongiorno, Jimmy. Uh, this is, you know, for, you know, you know, Kentucky, a chance to salvage something here because I think by all accounts this has been disappointing this year for the Wildcats. Now, the schedule got a lot tougher, and that's when they started to lose some games. But I think Tennessee is the only other team that had Georgia and Alabama both on the schedule this year. Uh, so it got a little bit tough for them there. Devin Leary never quite hit stride the way they were hoping in the Lexington at quarterback. He's still in there a little bit later in the season. The Tennessee effort was pretty good. But it's been a little bit of a disappointment, I think, for uh, for Kentucky, and they can salvage something here. Now, they have been beating Louisville in recent years, um, and as far as Louisville, you know, the look ahead, I, you would think they wouldn't against this rival, and like I said, they've been having trouble with Kentucky in, uh, in recent years, but they've been riding some lightning this year, Jimmy, a lot of close calls. Last week, the most uh, recent against uh, Miami. The defense has played pretty well for the most part, though it leaked some uh, last week. I guess the best win was uh, Notre Dame. And you wonder, though, if you flip the schedules of these two, if Kentucky might not have a chance to be uh, sitting here at 10-1. and one. Um, Perhaps, perhaps not. But nonetheless, uh, this is a rivalry dog chance to salvage something for Kentucky. Uh, they've matched up well with these guys in the past. And uh, listen, Louisville's had a lot of close calls. I mean, you lose a game to Pitt. I still haven't gotten that one out of my mind yet. So I'm taking Kentucky, rivalry dog deluxe. Keep it close. SEC dog this week in a rivalry game. I think I'll give Kentucky a shot to make this very interesting in the Ville. Yeah, that only blemish on the Louisville record, that field rush fade following week, went up to Pitt and got beat by double digits. Get extra value this football season with Bet River Squares. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same-game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. That's brought to you by our friends over at Bet Rivers. That is uh, something. you got the extended holidays sitting around. Great time to get a couple of squares and give you a little extra action while you got uh, a little extra time. Florida and Florida State, both with the backup quarterbacks here. Graham Mertz knocked out late in the third. And, of course, we all know about Jordan Travis being knocked out for Florida State. Florida at the Swamp catching six and a half against the Knowles. Yeah, and a lot of moving pieces here. I mean, uh, you know, we'll see Billy Napier. There's some people out there who think he might be in a little bit of trouble here. They need this win to get bowl eligible. Uh, we'll see what happens there in uh, Gainesville. You mentioned the quarterback situation there. Rotomakers played a little bit in the past for uh, Florida State. Came in there last week and 
got the offense going against North Alabama, though that was a lower-tier team. He played a little bit last year as well, so he's got some experience in there. But he's not Travis, and Travis is the guy who's made uh, Florida State really special uh, this season. They've also had a, a few close calls this year. And this is not an overwhelming team. And now you're taking your your potential Heisman candidate out of the lineup. I think this is going to be a little bit tough. Now, of course, you mentioned Mertz being out. We saw Max Brown in there last week not look too bad against um, uh, against Mizzou. And he is a dual threat. He can run some, too. And they think he might that he can handle it there. Uh, the stage isn't too big for him. So uh, we will uh, we will find out. Um, but th- there's so many different angles here as far as Florida goes and the necessity like to get to six wins and bowl eligibility and all that. The effort they put forth at Mizzou last week, and I think Mizzou's every bit as good as Louisville, would get them here, if not win the game, even with Max Brown at quarterback. And they've had a few games like that this year where Florida has looked really good, uh, including that one at the Swamp earlier this year against Tennessee. Erratic, inconsistent, but this is a rivalry game. They're getting points at home. Florida State, and, and boy, this would make Florida season to knock uh, Florida State off, and uh, they need a nice boost like that in Gainesville. I'm going to take the Gators plus. I would not be surprised if they pull the upset here, even with Max Brown. They think he can be okay this week. I do too, and again, Florida State without Travis, not the same team. And look, uh, Max Brown had to pay, play about 20 minutes uh, of that game. He was four or five with uh, for 56 yards. I mean, 11 yards an attempt. I mean, he was he ran it seven times for 42 yards, six yards an attempt. He's very productive in a big stage at a top 10 venue. So, I mean, he was – I thought Billy Napier kind of took the ball out of his hands when they were in the red zone, settling, kind of, no, not so, played for that field goal, played very conservative uh, to just go up a less than two. Of course, they didn't stop a fourth and 17 on the game winning field goal drive as well. But uh, no, I think Max Brown is going to be just fine. North Alabama, who the hell knows? You know, when you when you go and roll up, we can we can put up some points on them, Brucey, behind Flo- with Florida State's uh, supporting cast. All right, Navy won for you last week, Bruce. Uh, looking uh, looking at this game again, SMU at home against the Middies are eighteen point favorites. Yeah, I mean, there, there's some history here. Uh, I mean, it's interesting the year. Uh, 60 years ago, when Navy played Texas for number one in the uh, Cotton Bowl, they did lose a regular season game at SMU that year, too. So they've played each other a lot in the past um, and many times before they aligned in the same league here. And in recent years, this has been a very difficult matchup for SMU. Now, uh, talk about a look ahead here. SMU might be looking ahead to the the AAC championship game next week. I think they've got to win this one to assure they'll be in there. We've got UTSA and Tulane on the other side there, but they're all three sitting on zero losses. They don't want to get involved with tiebreakers if they lose this game uh, to Navy, but it's a very awkward opponent. And Navy, even though it is throwing a little bit more this year, it's about, we mentioned this last week, last year was about 6-1, to one, and that's how it had been running for a few years at Navy. This year it's about 4-1, to one, the run versus pass. They're running the same offense, so just throwing a little bit more out of it. And our line's given them some decent production at quarterback, but it's not about the offense with Navy. I mean, it's de- it's defense. They've had three shutouts this year. Yeah, uh, you know, who Wagner, uh, Charlotte, and East Carolina, not much there, but still pretty gnarly. Uh, UAB couldn't budge these guys a couple weeks ago, and that's Brian Newberry especially. It's hand-to-hand combat with these guys. They're like Navy SEALs out there on defense. They fight you. And, you know, they they will keep – they should be able to keep Navy in the game. And that's going to be important here. I I would hate to see Navy fall behind like they did at uh, Temple a few weeks ago when you're down 14-0, 17-0 before you know it. 
uh, that would not be good. But uh, the option can keep SMU off balance like it has in recent years and chewed some of the clock up. And that defense, like I said, is pretty gnarly. So I'm not sure Preston Stone's going to go wild here this week. I think this is a very tricky spot for SMU. I'll take Navy. By the way, it gets bowl eligible with a win. They've still got the Army game coming up, but that's not until like mid-December. So this is one they really, I mean, they, they if they win this one, they're going to be bowl eligible for sure. Uh, I'm not sure they get there, but plus 18, they'll get close, I think. So I'll take the mids. All right, let's move to the state of North Carolina. Another rivalry here and uh, North Carolina State at home. And they could be tough at home against North Carolina. Carolina, the Tar Heels lay in two and a half. Well, Mac Brown says he wants to come back next year. Um, and I thought when they hired him there, this was going to be about a five-year deal. This is the fifth season, and it looks a lot like last season did. It's been generally a pretty good run for Mac Brown, but Drake May is uh, probably going to leave after this season. Uh, and last year down the stretch, North Carolina really had some problems. It's the same sort of thing this year. I mean, they have lost momentum late in the season. The defense has sprung leaks just like it did a year ago. As good as May has been, he has not been able to get North Carolina over the hump. And I am wondering why they're even favored here. Uh, Jimmy, uh, North Carolina State, Dave Dorn, you talked about an underrated, underappreciated guy. It seems like he's on the hot seat almost every year at North Carolina State. All he does is keep winning, get the Wolfpack Bowl eligible. Uh, they've been a real revelation this season, the way they've come around after a pretty flat September. By the way, did you see Brennan Armstrong back in the lineup last week and put up some pretty good numbers finally uh, this season after he'd been in and out of the lineup earlier? Uh, when he was in Virginia, he had Robert Anais as offensive coordinator, had that big year two years ago. Anais back with him this year, so finally it started to click a little bit last week as the Wolfpack won again. I don't think they should be an underdog here, Jimmy. I really don't. They're playing better than North Carolina down the stretch. And back to Mac Brown. I'm not sure everybody uh, on Tobacco Road, the North Carolina people, are that thrilled that Brown says he wants to come back next year. I mean, uh, you know, he's 72 years old. It might be time to hand the the reins to someone else. I'm not sure Mac wants to do it. Um, stay tuned to this situation. There still could be some developments. Remember, when he left Texas at the start, he's like, I'm going to stick around, and then all of a sudden he left. So I'm not sure this is a settled thing in North Carolina. Might be time for him to retire. Whatever. Yeah, I'm Brent, taking NC State this week. Brandon Armstrong, I thought, was really good at Virginia. Uh, yep. And it was a complete difference when he was in or out of the lineup. And I was surprised he struggled. But we see some of these – especially in the first year. We see a big jump for some players from their first to second year at their new location where they transfer to. But maybe it's just where it's been taken away from him and he's had different. Look, Virginia Tech was hot, man. To go to Blacksburg, two TDs with his arm, two TDs with his legs. Um, yeah, he's a true dual threat. Uh, a little hot Brendan Armstrong. I like the pick in NC State to win the game outright against North Carolina. LSU and A&M. So LSU overstreak is over but it boy it took a, a slow second half to do it they had 49 at half it was 35 to 14 over georgia state at half so sailing over in game was in a low 90s but they shut it down the second half and it fell four points short 70 they ended up with a 74 looking at a total of 66 with the jimbo fisher less aggies coming to town yeah, the Elijah Robinson, uh, Texas A&M coming in here. And it wasn't LSU's fault last week. I mean, they put a 56 of their own. We needed Georgia State to do a little bit more uh, last week. Fell just uh, short. But uh, obviously, uh, LSU has the capability. We'll get to Jaden Daniels in a second. What's going on with the A&M here? Is Max Johnson going to be back in the lineup? Not sure. 
that rib injuries kept him out a couple of weeks, but Henderson hasn't looked all that bad in there uh, for the Aggies, and he gives them at least a little bit more of a running dimension in the pocket. He has used his legs a little bit the last couple of weeks and runs much better than Johnson, so it's a little bit of a different look that the Aggies have with him in there. We'll see what happens on Saturday. But this is all about LSU. Some revenge from last year, too, by the way, for Brian Kelly and Jaden Daniels. I think he is right there in the Heisman race right now. Now, maybe Bo Nix and Marvin Harrison Jr., maybe nip and tuck with them right now. Maybe they're a nose ahead. But I'll tell you what, um, if I was casting a vote, I might go for Daniels here because he, I don't know, anybody's meant more to a team. His, his numbers are staggering this year. And, I mean, it, uh, it didn't always have to be where a team had to be a national title contender to win a Heisman, plenty of Heisman winners in the past. I mean, nowadays you hear the guys on the, the TV heads, they, they seem to disqualify a guy if he's not on a team playing for the national title right at the end of the season. But LSU's been plenty good. Daniel's numbers are plenty good and they're getting better. And I think Brian Kelly, this would be really big for LSU to get to Daniel's that. And I think he'll keep him in there and he'll keep firing. They've got revenge this week. And uh, we've seen LSU games get kind of these ping pong matches. I know A&M's defense is good, but it hasn't seemed to matter in LSU games. They score on everybody. I think this one's going over as well. Anything under 70 is like a, a go over for me. 66, not high enough with LSU's ability to score points and the ping pong match that may ensue. Uh, so LSU, I think, gets its revenge, and I also think it goes over again. Then we go to uh, 11 and 1 to the over this year. That wouldn't be so bad for LSU to go over again. Jaden Daniels, the only shop is Bet Rivers. It's the best price you're going to get for him is even money to win the Heisman Trophy right now. At Bet Rivers, Bo Nix is minus 125, but everywhere else he is minus money. So when you dig into the numbers, historical numbers uh, for Jaden Daniels, putting him up uh, in a tough league. Maybe not as tough as normal, but still uh, a tough league. And uh, so he's got better he's got a better statistical season than anybody that's including Joe Burrow in 2019 a little bit more of a running threat than Max Johnson Bruce uh Bruce Marshall you are more of a running threat than Max Johnson and since you since you shied away from the big one in the big house I'll take it I like Michigan I think it's a classic sound a monster sandwich spot here it's your specialty Bruce I mean that soft schedule for nine games and then they go to Penn State with a little added uh, attention and distraction then a little sleepy little game in Maryland 23-3 let them storm back they were in trouble and now here's Ohio State that the Maryland I'm not going to overreact to the Maryland game last week but I really like the under Bo Woody come back both teams are unsure their quarterback right now we've seen Michigan shut it down this is going to be a field position game I'm going with the under as my specialty so I, you want to I add something Bruce? No, I agree with you there. I, I just thought that, you know we're going to a lot of people are going to be talking about that game this week, and nobody else is going to talk about uh, Navy and SMU except us. So yeah, I thought I'd throw well, that one in there instead. There you go. All right. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, Bruce. Happy uh, Thanksgiving safe travels. To you too. you yep. will drive safely uh, in visiting all those grandchildren uh, over uh, abroad. So for Bruce Marshall and uh, for, of course our our producer Max Gotro from all of us here at Sports Betters Paradise. Happy Thanksgiving and good luck this holiday football weekend. For Bruce Marshall with Max Gotra, I'm Jimmy Yacht here in the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.